Welcome to a podcast that explores the phenomenon from an insider's perspective. Today we'll be talking about police use of force. You will be hearing from a police officer as well as a civilian to hear their opinions on the issue. I'm your host Malia and this is The Rundown. Some people may believe that police officers use excessive force. I'm here today to seek their opinions on it and understand the truth. I have Landon sitting here with me today. He's going to be answering my question for the civilian standpoint. For my first question, do you believe that officers are trained to use force too aggressively? Yes, I do. Okay. Do you think that officers take their training too seriously when it comes to the use of force? I think all officers should take their job seriously, just like any other uh, government official or civilian. Okay, do you believe that officers discriminate who gets what level of force? Um, I don't believe all officers do, but I do believe uh, there are um, a lot that do and the other ones that just cover up what the majority does. Okay, and have you ever experienced police use of force? Yes, I have. Um, as a younger daughter, I have. Okay, would you like to explain what happened in your situation? Yeah, I was um, riding in the car. Um, I think uh, the car was reported stolen, which I didn't know until after the fact. Um, uh, there were probably, I would say, six squad cars that surrounded us as we were driving down a one-way street. Um, the car surrounded us from the front and rear. Uh, lights were shined in our faces, almost blinding you. Um, they came over the uh, loudspeaker, told us to put our hands up. Um, not knowing that uh, they were already standing outside of the car behind us. Uh, and as I proceeded to, they gave us instructions to step out of the car. And as soon as I opened the door, the officer was standing there and yanked me out, threw me to the ground, handcuffed me. He didn't ask me my name, you know, or they didn't ask for any, I mean, I identification, and then they checked check me. I don't think at any time I was read my rights. Okay, and in this situation, do you think that you were treated fairly? That, that was a norm, so, I mean, back then as a kid, pro probably I was just thinking this, that was just something that you you got used to. Um, still, at that time, um, 
I didn't know what my work rights were myself. So pretty sure they could abuse any law that um, they deemed fit. Okay, thank you for being a part of this podcast today. You're welcome. I have Miss Raquel with me today, and she will be answering the questions from a police officer standpoint. So, do you believe that officers are trained too aggressively when it comes to the use of force? Um, with my department, I think we were trained uh, properly with the use of force techniques. Um, we go through training, and our training consists consistently focused on what to do and how to react to certain situations. So with Highway Patrol, a lot of times you, you don't see a lot of our um, use of force being excessive. Um, we have certain um, you know, commands that we follow. And uh, with that said, we don't see a whole lot of that going on in our department as far as being using excessive force. And if it does happen, you know, the patrol does take uh, caution precautions and necessary actions against the officer if they feel like the officer has done something that was excessive. So I think they fairly, um, in that aspect of things, discipline their officers when they feel that something wasn't done properly. Okay. And have you heard of the, well, did you guys learn the, um, use of cor- the use of force continuum? Yes, yes. We do have that in place and in a policy for that. Okay, and can you explain what that is for me? Our use of force policy, without being verbatim, just goes um, based on, you know, um, excessive to, um, you know, soft force, hands-on, you know, using, your, you know, your, your hands-on, your taser, and then, you know, um, excessive force, not excessive force, but firearms. So you have levels that you go through without reading that policy verbatim. Um, there's the levels that you that things go to, like you use your hands or you use your voice commands. You, then you go to, you know, maybe using a taser or a baton. And then if something that needs to be done besides those other ones, besides your weapon, then you go to that. But they, they've taught us um, how to go from one um, aspect of um, support to the next. Okay, so do you believe that all officers use this continuum? I don't know what um, most police agencies have. There's some type of policy I'm sure to set in place. I do know our department, you know, which is which I am retired, um, you know, trooper in June. I retired in June with almost 28 years of service. But I do know our department has a use of force continuum that we use, and it's usually it's followed to that. You know, prepare. I mean, everything can go from, from zero to 100 in a matter of minutes. But with our training that we go through, it teaches us how to, you know, um, use that use of force policy, put that in place. Because we are put into situations to where something can happen fast, quickly. And we put into, um, we put into situations to where we learn how to um Consequences, and we'll consequences come discipline. 
you know, sometimes discipline can be, you know, 30 days off, 10 days off, five days off, up to getting fired. Okay. Now, for the last question, um, why do you think some officers pull out a lethal, a more lethal weapon first rather than a less lethal option? Well, I think some officers um, in that scenario have to um, consider their training. And I don't think a lot of departments have the type of training that we have. Like, I've never worked for another department, so I can only speak on the department that I work for. Um, and I think that we've been put through that training and we've been put through so much training and so much in different types of scenarios that we know what to do in, in a, in a um, serious scenario to something just small. So I think that some of the agencies throughout the state, throughout the country, don't have that type of training. And um, either, I don't know if they you know, just don't have the resources or don't have the money for it. I'm not sure what, why that is, but um, I just believe it comes with training. And, um, you know, obviously with training, it comes with checking people's, you know, checking officers' backgrounds and doing a psychological test. So all of that plays a part of your training before you come to our academy. We have those those, those things in, in place. Now, some, um, some agencies don't have the resources to do, you know, psychological background, psychological psychological testing. They can only do background checks. But, you know, our department offers the... Um, psychological um sometimes some, there was some time where we didn't operate anymore as friends of right now i'm not sure if they're doing any psychological tests but i do know um, there are times when people that came through our academy prior to it they went through a psychological or background and probably back then and i think some departments that can't afford to do that it's on finances or they just don't do them okay thank you for letting me interview you today you're welcome anytime <laughs> With that being said, both the officer and the civilian have given their sides today. With the information you have heard today, I'm sure you have your own opinions and respect those given. Thank you for listening.